Hey, I'm Aldwin. And I'm Jason. And this is the Ready Play Tennis Podcast. New balls, please. Why I didn't get excuse me? Can you talk louder so everyone can hear you asking me about my drugs? I mean, if we had Hawkeye, you would be so freaking embarrassed right now. Well, how come they can say whatever they want to me? Oh, it's old talent. That don't work. I just sit on the couch. I don't want to look like I am I going to be his boyfriend. Ready? Play. Welcome to the Ready Play Tennis Podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Aldwin. And we are here for another week, and it is monumental. Monumental honey bun is an understatement. Monumental and fundamental. It's fundamental to a tennis podcast to have a guest who's a professional tennis player and we got a doozy we we did get a doozy we had none other than canadian tennis starlet eugenie bouchard correction remember yep she corrected she doesn't, us <laughs> she doesn't like that so it's genie bouchard <laughs> yeah and we are just tickled pink that she took the time to be with us we had a wonderful time and we're not going to tease anything really because we want you to listen to the full episode uh but we wanted to just talk a little bit about the experience obviously of having our first guest on the show and you're going to hear a little bit about how we hooked her on the show and if you haven't heard that already you you just need to listen to some past episodes but I have to say she was a thorough joy and delight to have on the podcast Um, perhaps she is misunderstood in some ways what do you what would you say yeah I mean undeniably there's definitely been some uh, negative press about her but I mean, to echo your sentiments, Jeannie was phenomenal and fabulous. And it was like talking to a girlfriend. And if people had misconceptions about her before, I think our interview with her that was candid and fun and flirty and free will change people's opinions. And whether or not she cares, I I have become such an, such a, like an even bigger fan. And I think it's fair to say that you and I want to be enlisted in the Jeannie army. Yeah. I mean, and she made it clear that we are and that we're her girlfriends. So, yes. I mean, that's one thing I'll, that's one spoiler arc I'll give you. We're, well, we, I mean, it, go ahead. Yeah, no, we are, we are girlfriends now. Uh, girlfriends, I mean, that's not quite a spoiler. She used a different term, but you guys are going to have to watch or listen to the podcast to, to hear specifically what she called us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you have to, Keep listening. Uh, keep tuning in. Um, what else do you want to add about sort of how you were feeling about, you know, being with her? I One of the things I would say um, about the interview generally is, you know, we we in coming up with this show and thinking that we were going to um, do this podcast and, you know, having the idea to do it. We, I don't think you and I ever thought we would maybe have a guest. We, I think we, you know, we hoped at some point we would, (laughs) we would have somebody prayed. (laughs) (laughs) We would hope we would get, uh, some guests on the show, but we really 
focused on just doing our own thing and having our own vibe and trying to differentiate ourselves from other tennis podcasts by being a bit taking a different approach um and for those of you who have been listening you know what we're talking about and we wanted to do the same thing uh with the interview and that's what we let Jeannie know even before we started recording and I think that sort of loosened her up and helped her feel comfortable with what we were going to ask because you know sometimes you think people are gonna want to vet the questions or like they don't want to be asked these things or or those things but the there was no there was none of that so we asked her some really interesting and fun and and funny questions and we offended her once or twice (laughs) (laughs) as girlfriends do right like every now and then no friendships are perfect but um i just wanted to share that you know to kind of um in the same vein as what jason was just talking about you know there was a moment that jason and i were awaiting her arrival in the zoom conference room i mean all of you I'm sure are now familiar with Zoom. You know, when you're waiting for a guest, you can see that they're in the waiting room. And, you know, in the in the leading up to the actual evening where we interviewed her, there were so many moments that I experienced where I was like, what if she says no? Or what if she backs out? You know, and you because this it, Jason and I are completely new to this and interviewing, you know, uh, such huge tennis stars like Jeannie that you know, I definitely thought, oh my goodness, what if she's like, these two are cray? I'm not going to do this. <laughs> but I remember precisely the point, Jason and I were kind of talking about something and then her rectangle popped up and I was like, girl, she's here. And I mean, I can't gush any, like I can't gush further about it. The whole experience, her laughing, us just kind of jiving and just getting along in terms of just, you know, talking about tennis, her, her, you know, her family life, her life, her personal life. It was all so easy and truly felt like talking with one of your girlfriends. Yeah. And I think what was interesting from the whole experience and sort of the through line of the interview was her, uh, what you'll, what you'll hear is her appreciation for, um, for the sport and for her job of, of tennis. Mm, and, yes. and you know, one of the things that I think, you know, we um, were able to um, learn was the um, perception that sometimes people have about how hard she works on mm-hmm. the court or off the court based on her presence on social media and what she chooses or not does not choose to share. Um, but I think it's clear that she she works hard and her play in Prague is sort of reflective of her hard work if her ranking currently is not. And um, she, I think, has a, a newfound appreciation and the pandemic has, has provided that for her. And, you know, she talked about that being um, a bit of a, a blessing to be able to sort of just refocus and spend lots of time uh, training and then you know, we talked to her about um, some of the stuff that she was doing uh, during World Team Tennis and hanging out with some some WTA sisters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like what comes to mind is the expression, you know, work hard, play hard. 
And, you know, she even kind of let us know in the interview that, you know, she's rededicated to the sport, she's recommitted, and, you know, she has a laser focus, but she still has maintained that girl next door, just cool girl vibe. And we got that in spades. Did you not get that? Like, you know, just talking to her, I like it. It was as if we were having a face to face interview in person, but her personality really shone through um, those 45 minutes. I didn't think it, I thought it had gone, we had only spent, you know, a little bit of time, but I, I could have talked to her for an hour more, but I, you know, we didn't want to take her precious time away. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, we, by, by making her comfortable from the beginning, she felt uh, more compelled to stay uh, longer in the interview because we originally had only intended to do 20 minutes with her. Yeah. And, and it just, yeah, it just was like, like we said, girl chat, that pillow talk, you know, like I almost, I almost felt like, you know, I was in my like onesie, my like so- my soft fleece onesie. I was holding onto my pillow. I had a, you know, a, a, a cup of like Haagen-Dazs <laughs> vanilla Swiss almond. I was talking with a girlfriend, you know, and that is what you can expect ATP and WTA tennis stars if you come on the Ready Play Tennis podcast. Yeah, where you're going to visualize us hanging out in a king size <laughs> bed. <laughs> you, you in the middle of this tennis love pillow yeah Cece Paz maybe has no shirt on yeah Cece Paz <laughs> Cece Paz you're next or or another <laughs> Greek player who knows oh I don't know I mean there might be another Greek player that's been watching our stories obsessively yeah we're not that we would love to have on <laughs> as <Yeah>. well <laughs> yeah wink wink we'll we'll talk about her later so we we agreed that we weren't going to talk about anything else there's so much else to talk about uh, but we're we're just going to leave um, this interview for you to listen to and enjoy. And we're really uh, happy to have had Jeannie on this uh, first interview episode of the podcast. Do you have anything else to say before we send it to the interview? Yeah, I mean, I know that you guys are all in the seat of your pants, like raring to watch or listen to the vid- uh, to the interview. But just a friendly reminder, we love your feedback. So any feedback about the interview, suggestions, you know, you can reach us at um, our Ready Play Tennis Podcast Gmail email. Um, slide in our t- slide into our DMs on Instagram, and Jason and I have um, some exciting news about YouTube. You want to share that? Yeah, we will be posting the interview on our new Ready Play Tennis Podcast YouTube channel, which is very, very exciting. Yeah. So if you haven't already, don't forget to share, like, subscribe, review, all of that fun stuff on all of our platforms. Yeah. And know that this is just a two-man show. We do all of the episodes. We do all (laughs) of the planning. We do all of the editing. We do all of the promos. Alduin did the YouTube and the video. <laughs> like this is just a labor ooh love, and we spend we have spent zero point zero dollars except for the microphones and the recording <laughs> devices that we have. So we hope that you love love this genie interview. Yay! Enjoy. Ready? Play. Welcome, Jeannie, to our show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You are the first ever guest on the Ready Play Tennis podcast. Thanks for coming. 
to feel honored. Um, I have to ask on behalf of Aldwin, my co-host, um, the hair, did you do a trim or not? Okay, so <laughs> I'm actually going to the salon tomorrow. Um, so I'm still open to like Rex, if you guys have suggestions. It's super long, so I like tied it up right now. But I'm gonna go tomorrow after training. So what do you think? Okay, listen, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it. Like obviously as a tennis player, you wanna really be mindful of the kind of hairstyle that you have. I'm mm -hmm. partial, as you know, because I answered your IG, like <laughs> partial to like a braided pony. Because like if you have a braided pony and you hit a winner, you can just like flick your head and then the pony goes on to the other <laughs> side. So, yeah, I do that a lot. I'm saying keep the length, but don't yeah, keep the length, but just like trim off the ends, like an inch or two. Okay. Okay. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. Cause it's been, I haven't had my haircut since before quarantine. So I know, and it just gets so long. And my last tournament I was in Prague and it was actually kind of bothering me while I was playing. Like sometimes like if I'm going to serve my racket would kind of get stuck in it sometimes. And I would almost like miss a serve because of it. And then other times I, when I finish a backhand, it like whips around and hits me in the face. And then I'm like blinded for two seconds while I'm trying to run for the next ball. So yeah, see, people don't know, like, how hard it is, you know, to be a female and athlete, having all these things together. There's a lot to it. You know wow. what? Even in the tennis court, women have a more difficult time. Let's just put it out there. You get your hair, like, whipped into your face. Like, come on. But you, get, you can do that move when you hit a winner. You can just... I know. Sometimes I finish a point, and, like, my braid's, like, here on the side, and I just, like, flick it over with my hand, and I'm, like, yes. walk to the back. Yes. <laughs> I, feel, I feel so sassy. <laughs> I am so for that. Yes. So we connected with you on your IG. Um, yes. So that's obviously where you connect with a lot of your fans, um, us being two of them. Uh, <laughs> so we wanted to know, obviously, you have to sort of filter through the noise. And we're going to talk about um, the one that sort of you decided to share in a second. But like, how do you sort of go about doing that obviously you want to connect with your fans but you can't connect mm -hmm. with everybody yeah it's a lot for sure social media i think has so many good things but there's also some negative aspects to it as well i love how it's just so um instant how you can like reach your fans and and really kind of be as one-on-one -on -one as possible with them and you know that's how i try to be well when we had tournaments with fans that's how i try to be with them in person so um i think they appreciate that and I think it's just the most natural thing. It's like, oh, look, selfie, this is what I'm doing. Boom, right away to everyone. So I think that aspect is cool. Um, obviously, there are, you know, scenarios where it gets a bit much or a bit negative and, and things like that. So I try to avoid that stuff. Um, but in terms of you guys, so, like, it's kind of new on, like, not new on Instagram. Like, I'm, I'm actually really not, like, a tech person at all. But there's a way where I can see, like, when people tag me in stories. Mm -hmm. So, like, I just click on this thing, and it just shows me all the stories I'm tagged in. So sometimes, like, I just go through them and – a lot of times when I play matches, it's people who have, um, you know, posted video or watching me play. And I think that's pretty cool. And so that's how I saw you guys there. And I was like, oh, my God, you guys are like all so cute. And I was like, I have to do this for sure. <laughs> but um, yeah, so, you know, it's less like, yeah, I'll scroll through DMs casually. But um, I really liked seeing what people like posted about with tagging me. So that's how I found you guys. So the post that got you was yes. my co-host. Aldwin, yes, his fifth cocktail in Grand Ben with his friend Antonio. Yep, on the on the 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 unicorn, unicorn floaty. Honestly, Rick that's what really caught my eye with just how <laughs> unique it was. 
I was like, this is not some, usually I'm tagging things and there's a tennis court in the background, but this was like, uh, you know, in the water. And I was like, I just loved it. <laughs> I'm going to be also, I'll be honest with you, Jason and I, very quickly Jason is like the professional and I'm kind of like the clown in the partnership I, so I can see that already he was like hard at work at our podcast and you know just to give a little bit of background Jason's objective was to get Vashek on the show first and my objective <gasps> was to get I How know dare you? I know don't hate him Mm, all right well now you're my you're my favorite out of youtube so it was, just, it was just the challenge that we chose on canada day okay yes yeah. and my objective was to get you on the show and who won and so anyway so that that morning jason was hard at work at the podcast and i was in grand bend on the beach at a friend's cottage and i was like I had a couple of Clamatos. I was drinking some rosé on the freaking beach. And I'm like, you know what? I need to move my ass into the water and send a video to Jeannie. So not going to lie, it was like half in the bag. But I was like, Jeannie, girl, get on our show time. <laughs> and to, to our surprise, you watched the story and you reposted it on your IG. And for that, we were extremely thankful. Wow, um, no, it was the cutest little video. I was like, anytime, you guys, like when people make an effort or are fun and friendly, I'm like, that's that's what I vibe with. So, yeah, thank you, Alti. Yeah, you ask her about Prague. Yeah. Okay, so listen, we gotta talk a yes. little bit about tennis. We're gonna spend a lot of time. <laughs> it is a tennis podcast, right? And I am a tennis player, but okay, yeah, just know. a little bit. But you know what, like, I want to get to the girlfriend stuff. That's <laughs> okay, so Jason and I watched your, we did our due diligence and we watched your matches in Prague. First of all, mm -hmm. congratulations on an excellent showing. You know, Thank yay! you. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so Kadermatova, you, you served her an old-fashioned um, Montreal bagel in the first set. There you go, I did. Yeah, six love, six three. And what we, what Jason and I were really impressed with was that, like against um, Zidansic in the second in the second match, you mm -hmm. were up in the sec. You were you won the first set in a tiebreak. You won the second set. Uh, sorry, you were up in the second set four one, and she came back like she clawed her way back, and then you're yes. like, no, honey, not today. Like this third set, it's it's about Jeannie today, and you're like, bye. And honestly, that, that match with Mertens, Jason and I watched it like, girl, is this 2014? Like, did you, is this back like Wimbledon final time? So like, we want to know, honestly, in terms of your tennis, like, how are you feeling? And like, especially, how do you feel with the new, like, measures, like the safety measures mm -hmm. for COVID at the tournaments? Yeah, you know, um, I think, you know, quarantine was tough, a difficult time for everybody. But in a way, I think, it will be beneficial to me because I just got to spend a lot of time at home training. I tried to work in the gym a lot, got really strong, spent a lot of time on the court. And I got to take that time to try and improve things that normally during the year we don't have time. Uh, you know, as tennis players, our schedule is like 10 months a year. So in a weird way, I think quarantine will have been like a little blessing in disguise for me personally. Uh, in terms of my career, obviously, you know, there's so much um, 
there's so many hardships and, and people are going through so much and I haven't seen my family in so long. There's lots of, you know, tough aspects to it. But in terms of just like focusing on, on working, like I literally didn't do anything except for work out and play tennis. So um, I think that has helped me gain, regain confidence in my game. And I've played a bunch of exhibitions before going to Prague and this tournament was my first real tournament back. And I just felt pretty good on the court. You know, I felt good with my movement. I felt like the ball wasn't coming as fast as I would expect it to come, which means, you know, I'm used to this faster pace or I'm able to move fast enough. And, um, you know, I tried to just give it my all, which, you know, in that second round match, like you said, I should have won that in two sets. You know, I should have been in the locker room an hour earlier than I was, but I told myself to mentally just forget about the second set. We're going out to play one more set. And I, I started pretty strong. And I think, uh, you know, winning, breaking her, I think the first game and then staying strong, just um, that set the tone for the third set. And so, you know, I never really looked back after that. Um, but yeah, I mean, so exciting to play like a real tournament game. Yeah. Jason, Jason has a question about one of your IG stories that you posted in Prague. Yeah. So, so I saw this story that you posted and I was like, and, and this is not about food shaming because you're an athlete, you're a pro, but yeah. you, you shared this breakfast photo you had three poached eggs, like nicely wrapped around, <laughs> and like I think it was literally—I mean, I can't weigh it visually, but like it looked like probably half a pound of bacon. <laughs> yes. This with. <laughs> so, what was the question? If I was sharing that, I was, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> but the question, you did you eat that whole breakfast? I mean, you're an athlete, so you need that energy yes of course that's like normal breakfast for me Whoa. um yeah i know well look i need a lot of protein and then i get the carbs from the oatmeal so all of it is good it's not like i'm not having you know croissants which obviously in europe are like a million times better than over here i really was proud of the way i say focus on my diet but um so you know it's not like empty sugar empty carbs it's no bad stuff but it's just a lot of like sustenance you know i mean you don't get like pipes like these oh, from not eating god what this guy she flex for us i can't stop <laughs> you have to fuel the body okay so yeah. just remember that for your next tournament you guys yeah i mean Aldwin and i had a previous coach we sort of have shared coaches in the past and she would tell us you know what we should eat like during a match and like mm -hmm. of food so um obviously in prep for a match you you're eating that probably 90 to two minutes to two hours before you go on court actually a little more than that so that would be like breakfast and then i would go do my little half hour warm-up of hitting to get ready for the match and then depending on how much time i had before the actual match i would eat like a small lunch so like rice and chicken or something not too big but um eat again for sure it's uh it's important okay it's cute um <laughs> okay, so, you know, everyone knows that now you've partnered with Renee. We love her. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm going to share a little personal story because I'm like an old grandma. Like, I grew okay. up in the time of Steffi Graf, and I was literally obsessed with her. And I, I was on the court with Steffi this morning. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> At the front door. Yeah. No, the, she, her and Andre are awesome. I trained with Gil Reyes out here, who's Andre's former fitness trainer so that's why I moved out here to, to focus a lot on getting stronger with him and you know Andre and Steffi are so nice and so giving and um come on the court sometimes and help me out and they actually suggested that I work with Renee as well so that kind of came through them um 
So, but when I'm back home, I get to see them. And so it's awesome. So like, okay, so I mean, okay, I'm not going to gush over Steffi because literally I'm going to die. But um, <laughs> you look like is, you died there for a second. <laughs> oh my God. What is, so what is it about your coaching partnership with Renee that seems to be clicking? Because uh, like, I, like Jay, Jay and I have said, we saw you in Prague and we're like, this girl means business. Like she wants to win. Yes. So like, what is it about Renee that you love so much? Well, the first thing I love is obviously her experience as a player. She knows what it's like to have been there. And the the other big thing that stands out with her is, is that she's a female. And that is, is really different, you know, because she can, like, understand, like, if I am more emotional or if I feel a certain way or if I'm literally, like, I don't want, like, I don't want to play this girl because, like, you know, of, like, her outfit or, like, the way she says, come on, or, like, you know, stupid yeah. things that, like, an older male coach probably wouldn't be able to like relate to as much. Like the That's girly the way kind of Jason, by the way. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of like girly, like feminine side where she's like, I literally was feeling exactly this way in this match and this is what I did. And just to to handle all of those kind of obstacles that get thrown at us. So I just think it's it's cool to relate with someone that way. It's awesome. That's was awesome. there one uh, that you guys sort of shared as someone who annoyed you on court or somebody who whose grunt annoyed you on court? <laughs> I mean, look, I'm not going to name names, but um, yeah, we, we definitely talk shit about, you know, the tour for sure. Not going to lie. You would, I mean, we, and we can privately have these conversations and you guys would die, but um, you would love it. But yeah. Yeah. You know, there's just, there's always drama on tour. You gotta just, yeah. I mean, <laughs> listen, play a tournament at the GLTA. There's always drama. People, like, you know what I mean? Like, right? Yes. my best friend, but, like, when he, Jason, first of all, beats me in all of our tennis matches, so I, at this point, I don't give a shit. Because like, <laughs> he's so calm and collected, but as you can tell, I'm very emotional. So, like, when he hits, like, his 45th forehand winner, I literally, like, look back at the tarp, and I call him bad names. <laughs> okay. Yep. No, it's, uh. Maybe it's just a healthy outlet for you, you know. Yeah. yeah. Two episodes ago, we had to we had to counsel Alduin because he he admitted that he cried on the court during the practice match. I, I mean, look, I'm not gonna lie. I've been there too. I think every professional can admit they've cried on court. So and that's what we said. That's a, yeah. That's yeah. exactly what we said. So we were, you know, we were yeah. counseling each other. It was fine. It was <laughs> <Okay>. fine. <laughs> Jason, do you want to ask the question about world team tennis? Yeah, so uh, it just looked like from what we were seeing and all the things that you were sharing, mm -hmm. uh, that you were just having such a good time. And maybe that sort of connects to, um, you know, the fact that you said it was a bit of a blessing, this whole pandemic. And, you know, we're all sort of trying to find what those blessings are, I think, during this time. But um, it just seemed like you were you were loose and you were having a great time so we'd love to hear you know about your experience with that and what you, what you were getting up to with your squirrel friends you know yeah. and Sloan and yeah you know it was so fun and I think what everyone loved was that we just didn't have to travel we were all in this one resort for like three weeks and there were a lot of you know, off-court activities, different fun things to do, which we all did as teams. Like we did our little team bonding activities and team dinners and, and stuff like that. And um, yeah, just to kind of, usually we travel and like within one week or somewhere else. So to kind of have this like little mini home away from home uh, was fun. And 
just to have such a big space as well. And, and it's like, you kind of have all your tennis friends there. So it was, uh, it was, it was just really enjoyable. And even the, the tennis as well was fun because you have this team supporting you. And we all know tennis is a very individual sport and we're not used to that, but to have this like squad on the bench who like desperately care if you win or lose this point was like, it adds pressure, first of all, but it also adds this sense of like motivation. And I was almost like felt more pressure and like wanted to be more focused than in normal matches. Cause I'm like, if I lose a normal match, I'm just letting myself down. Who cares? But now I'm letting down like seven other people, like no way, you know? So yeah. it's, uh, it's, it, it helps you like actually focus mentally. Cause after that I went to go play and I felt super sharp mentally. Um, so there was that aspect as well. And I think we all like appreciated just getting to play matches in that environment. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Jason and I were watching your Insta stories and like all of your uh, friends in um, at the WTT and we're like, we want to be part of that girl gang. We're right. Like, they're, prob they're probably going to have pizza after and they're going to talk about like cute guys. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm part of that. I know my team, our team was so chill. Team Chicago was the best. Bethany and Sloan were the two other girls on my team. And we were just all like having a good time. Even the guys were so fun. And um, I had some friends on other teams as well. So we'd go like grab food and just gossip and just hang out. Who's, wait, who, who are the guys on your team? So we had uh, Rajiv Ram, Brandon Nakashima, and Evan King. Oh, Rajiv, yeah. silver medalist at Rio with Venus. Yeah, and he won the Australian Open this year. Wow. Yeah, in doubles. And then I think he won mixed at the Australian last. Anyway, he's won a multiple Grand Slams. And so we're just like, awesome. that's sick. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to get into the part of the interview that we love the most. We, we're going to ask you some cute little questions, but we're going to start with an easy one. Like, I actually, to my surprise, Jason is more informative and, like, informed about what goes on in the world of tennis. <laughs> I didn't know that you had... I honestly didn't know that you had chosen Vegas as your home base. Mm -hmm. Why, why Vegas? Well, because of exactly what I was saying earlier. Uh, I've known Gil Reyes for like 10 years. I've spent time training with him before. He's Andre's, Agassi's former, uh, former strength coach. And I just think he's like the best in the world. And uh, at the end of last year, I was kind of getting injuries and I wasn't feeling physically like my best. And so my mom and I were living talking and she was like, you know, who, who do we think is the best in the world? We think it's Gil. So I kind of just packed up a suitcase and came out here and like never looked back. So here I am. <laughs> and, you're, and you're there with your mom? Yeah, well, I'm here. I mean, I've rented a house and I'm, I'm here alone sometimes. Right now she's actually here visiting me. Sometimes I try to get friends to visit, things like that. But um, yeah, it's kind of my training base right now. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. and you, had, you had your brother visit with you when you were playing world team tennis no yeah good research guys my my mom my brother and his girlfriend came down uh to visit me so they were there for like a week of the time i was at the Greenbrier. they were there for like the last week um so we did we got up to a bunch of activities together as well we we sort of observed that you you and him seem very close so we thought that was cute mm -hmm. yeah yeah and we also i mean i get told that we look alike which I don't like because then like, oh my god I look like a dude like what's going on but like our facial structure I think is very similar so people always I always get that like oh my god you guys look so alike or oh. he looks girly I don't know we you know like and you know obviously following your Instagram since the beginning of our podcast we know that your friends are so important in your life to I guess to keep you grounded like how do your girlfriends like 
keep it real with you, like keep you grounded because, you know, obviously being a professional tennis player, it's tennis, tennis, tennis 24 seven, but like yeah. every person needs a girlfriend to just like take it down and like, this is the genie oh. that I remember. Yeah. So. Um, well, you know, a lot of my good girlfriends are uh, friends that I met in school and like elementary school when I was younger. And so I like friends like that because it's like we all were friends just because we were friends and we wanted to hang out with each other. And um, so I love like the lifelong friends I kind of have. Um, and I have some friends also from like teenage years or from growing up playing tennis tournaments and things like that. And so those ones understand the tennis side a little bit as well, which is nice, but you definitely need an escape from it as well. So I love like, yeah, just chatting with friends about normal, you know, mid 20 year old stuff uh, and forgetting about tennis for a little bit for sure. That's awesome. Okay. So Jason and I had this question for you because like, obviously we think we're your, one of your girlfriends now. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, you guys are. It's like official now. Aww. So let's say for example, we're at, we're at your rented house in Nevada. We're going to have mm -hmm. a girls night in. We want to know what yeah. are we ordering for food? And like, mm. I don't know if you remember this, but like I was like on, I, on our ready play tennis podcast being like, girl, what are you? Cause you sent out like, what should I watch on Netflix? I'm like, girl, you have to watch Ozark. And I don't know if you remember that, but like, no. what are we ordering for food and what are we watching? <laughs> oh my God. The possibilities are endless. Um, gosh, what, what should we order in? Um, you had a delicious pizza in Prague. Yeah. I was going to say like pizza is kind of my go-to for like a, you know, cheap you look, meal, comfy night in kind of thing. So, so we're definitely getting, pizza. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know I look so weird. I was like with my hands, I was like, like ready to like attack it. Um, so yeah, definitely pizza. And then what are we going to watch? I mean, we would just have to like binge watch something. I don't know. What are you guys watching right now? I personally, I'm watching Succession. I'm halfway through season two. I'm obsessed okay. with it, like completely obsessed with it. But I feel like if we're watching, if we're binge eating, we should also binge watch something kind of, you know, not shitty, but like, you know what I mean? So like the first, like, honestly, when you asked me the first TV show that came to mind was too hot to handle yeah. which i watched during quarantine honey I, we're in for that jason and i are so in for that so the new one that everyone's talking about and it's probably not new anymore again i'm just behind on everything is selling sunset i haven't watched it yet so like uh -huh. i feel like we would have to order pizza and watch selling sunset is that acceptable yeah i i, I think that that's a date to be honest <laughs> <For sure. laughs> when the travel no. restrictions are lifted we're flying over and watching yeah. okay okay so i can't watch it then i have to like save it for you guys you cannot sorry okay. yeah when the board okay. opens up for us yeah in may in 2021 we'll seriously how annoying is this whole border thing like i can't i can't do it i want to go and visit but, but it's just hard come, no you're i mean you have you're a canadian citizen you can come. yes I, I can but there's also the quarantine issue so i'm like if i go visit family then it's like what i have to be there for two weeks and then if i have tournaments or training it's like i can't just I would love to go see everyone there, but I can't hang out for two weeks. So I'm just going to wait till it's lifted. Yeah. Smart. Smart. Yeah. So we, um, we reached out to our listeners, all, you know, several hundred of them. And <laughs> <laughs> all 25 of them. <laughs> we asked them to share the questions that we should ask you. Uh, we filtered through the crap. Um, and the people who live in their basement wanting to date you okay. <laughs> come up with what we thought are good questions, 
maybe funny questions. So we're okay. going to go through uh, some of those. So um, Aldwin, I'll take this on and you're going to do the, the game at the end here. So. 100% girl, ask those questions. So uh, Little Miss Sarah said, do you regret the Pinties commercial? Oh my God. <laughs> no. Why would I regret that? See, I'd, you know, one sponsor relationship leads into another. So of course, of course, that was what I thought. I mean, I, who doesn't want chicken nuggets? That was, that was great shit. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Stop insulted by that question. Next question. What is it? <laughs> okay, so this is a question from my co-host. Uh, how many times? <laughs> I thought this was from your fans. Do you guys not have fans? Like you had one fan question, which was insulting, and now you're going straight to a co-host question. All right, guys, starting to see this little shindig. I'm trying to like suss it out right now, and so this, just kind of seeing where we're at. This did come from. It sort of, in a indirectly came from a, a, a one of our listeners, but we sort of put a twist on it. Okay. Uh, to make it better. So um, how many times has uh, the song Genie in a Bottle played as you're entering the court? During <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely in the double digits uh, many, many times. And I love it every single time because it's cool to have a song with your name. And I just love the DJ, whoever is doing it. You know, World Team Tennis, sometimes I would like hit a good shot or like win a point and they played music between every point. So like they would play it. <laughs> and then I thought that was so cool. Sometimes, like, when I did an ace or something, then he'll, like, play Genie in the Ball. And I was like, respect. I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I like that. Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, there's not many other times, I think, or any other players who are going to have that name in a song when they enter the court. So Exactly. I've actually joked to people, like, oh, yeah, she wrote it for me. And people, like, <laughs> believe me. And I'm like, this song came out when I was six. Like, what do you, like, put two and two together? But I don't know. People just believe anything I say, I guess. <laughs> so our um, uh, GLTA tennis queen in Australia named Tyrone had this question for you. Okay. Uh, you could have the shot of anyone else on the tour. Whose would it be? And we could say like past or present. It could be like current or like from. Okay. If I had to pick one shot though, it would still be from a current player. I would definitely pick Serena's serve. It's just, um, it gets her out of trouble so many times. It's possibly the best shot in tennis. It obviously has the power, but also the disguise to have placement. When I've played against her, it's like she tosses it up and you have no idea where that thing's going, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's the same toss every time, pretty much. Mm -hmm. and you know where it's going. Uh, two more. We have two more questions for you. Uh, people want to know okay. if you're going to play more doubles with uh, BMS in the future, Bethany. Oh my God, if she would want to play with me, I would obviously bow down to her highness and her greatness and play with her. She's like such an epic doubles player and, you know, she's so uh, accomplished. Um, I mean, I don't think I'm good enough to play with her. She would never want to play with me, but I would love to play with her. Oh. Honestly, the vibe that you guys had on court was so cool, though. Like, oh, thank you. And, and I'm not just saying that from Jason and our perspective, but like, you must be hearing it from a lot of people who are like, wow, Beth, we, okay, full disclosure, Jason and I on our podcast, we call her Bethy. Accidentally. We're too lazy to say Bethany Matek, but we love Beth, we love Bethany. And we okay, love I love her too. <laughs> well, maybe when we get Vashik on this show, we can ask Vashik to ask Bethany a few 
you'll play double. Yeah, because they're they're co-hosts as well. They're besties now. Yeah. Um, so the last question is, uh, what were you thinking when Petra called you Angie during the 2014 Wimbledon final ceremony? She, I didn't even know that. What? <laughs> Are you serious? She I, called you. She called you Angie, and we're like, "Girl, her name is Eugenie." Like during the like on court interview after the match. Yeah. Wow. We'll see how like sad I was. I didn't even. I wasn't even listening. <laughs> I didn't even notice. Wow. Thanks, guys. I didn't even. I didn't need to know this piece of information, and you just. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> we but we still love that you made the women final. Like honestly, Thank honestly, you. as Canadians, we're just like so proud when when a girl like represents us and like, I don't know if you know this, but like gays love you. Like the like, GLT loves you. Really? Oh my God, I love you guys. You guys are like the best. I'm not even kidding you. We're just like, the GLT is just like in an uproar. There's like a collective like swell of like, oh my God, Jeannie. So I just let you know we that. love you. This, we, we, we have such, so much you. support. Yeah. Okay. So we're wrapping up our interview and we want to finish with um, a game, as you know, called the changeover. We're going to give you an either or option. And Jason, do you, do you want to time this? It's going to yeah. be 60 seconds. Let me find my phone. So we're doing all the questions in 60 seconds. Is that it? Yeah. yeah. And I mean, like, okay. there's, there's no like win or lose. They're just like, okay you know rapid fire like yeah yeah yeah. i love rapid fire things because i don't even have to think and i just say what comes to my head which could be like great or it could be awful so just be ready yeah <laughs> sure. okay ready. jason you ready i'm ready okay <laughs> forehand or backhand backhand starbucks or tim's tim's i miss it so much oh my god oh. we'll send you some tim's steffi or andre <laughs> I can't pick, but Steffi, <laughs> but Andre, Steffi. but both, all of them together, combined. They're like one unit, you can't. <laughs> it's true, they are one unit. Vegas or Montreal? Look, right now Vegas, but my heart is always with Montreal. You know, I was watching the hockey game earlier. I don't yes. know what happened. Did, did they win? Did they lose? I don't know. <laughs> oh. I don't okay. This is the wrong audience. <laughs> 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 um, I was born and raised there, so my heart's always there. Montreal. Netflix or chill? Depends what the chill is. <laughs> okay, okay. We got you, girl. We got you. Um, Wimbledon or Rogers Cup? You can, these are like really hard questions, you guys. Come on. We're not, we're not amateurs. <laughs> it's not like you're our first interview or anything. <laughs> Clearly, you guys came super prepared. Yeah. Look. Look, it's a it's a tie. Look, yes. Wimbledon is like okay. As a kid, you grow up dreaming of winning Wimbledon, but the experiences I've had at the Rogers Cup and the fan love and the support has been unmatched anywhere else in the world. So, you know, both, but awesome. Wimbledon, but, but both. That's a fair answer. I got you. Okay. We got you. Okay. Okay. Favorite gelato flavor. I'm super boring, and I like things like very plain. So I'm gonna go with. Uh, Okay, have you guys been to Europe? Have you been to like yes. Italy? Okay, so they have this flavor called Stracciatella, 
girl okay <laughs> it's kind of like plain vanilla milk e with like little chocolate piece like just super plain i i just love that i don't know i know i'm super weird sorry no 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 we love that trenchy girl listen jason and i had been to europe before and we're like our diets are going out the window we're gonna have some stretchy tell a double in a in a waffle cone oh yeah oh that's my shit <laughs> okay greatest greatest match win or like most successful accomplishment on the court well, in terms of accomplishment, obviously, you know, making the Wimbledon finals is number one for me. But match win, right before I did that, in the quarters of the French Open, I beat um, Carlos Suarez Navarro. And wow. I just was super proud of that win because I was down 4-1 in the third set, you know, on clay against a clay court, you know, specialist. And I came back and won that 7-5 in the third. So I was super proud of that. Awesome. Ooh, I like that answer. Um, on TSN, they were replaying that match and they trimmed it. I was so annoyed. I didn't oh. get part of the, the drama and the, the sort of the through line. Real fans want to see the whole thing. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Okay, there's only a couple more. Turn up track. Like you're at the club, you're with us, and we're like, okay, what's going to get your juices flowing? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. There's so many. I can't even pick one. Give me like options. Give me like three and I'll pick Okay, one. are you like a Cardi B girl? Are you like a, you know, are you like a hip hop girl? Are you like an Avril Lavigne girl? Are you like... <laughs> I mean, depends if it's oldies night. I love my oldies stuff. So definitely some of that for sure. Okay, awesome. Um, this is a personal one, but like your your favorite diva. So like my favorite diva is like Whitney because all the gays okay. want to know. Like, are you a Whitney girl? Are you a Mariah girl? Are you an Avril girl? Celine? Oh my God, my favorite. Oh, I love Celine. Honestly, I love Celine. I met her once and she's just like so cool. You met her? Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay, I'm dead. Okay, and the last question that we have for you is, finish the sentence. I'm Jeannie Bouchard and I'm... <laughs> I'm Jeannie Bouchard and I'm just sassy and loving life. Yes. <laughs> Snaps all around. We like that. Oh my god. And that's why this is perfect timing, by the way, because my computer's at one percent. So <laughs> you guys nailed it. Amazing. Amazing. Well, we're so happy to have you, obviously. And thank you, you know, for having me. Yeah. And um, you know, we usually have a popular refrain on our show when we're trying to get players to hear us. So Jeannie, if you're listening. We love you and we look forward to seeing what you have for us on the court in the future. And thank you for coming and being the first guest on our show. Thank you for having me. I'm so honored. I'm so happy and proud to have been your first guest. And now we're best friends forever. So it's all good. We love you. We love you so love much. Love you guys we too. We love you so much. Thank you for the support. Honestly, I, it just it makes me feel so special. Hey, it's your serve. If you love this episode, be sure to give us a five-star review. And don't forget to share it with others and let them know what all the racket's about. See what I did there? And don't forget, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Ready Play Tennis Podcast. See ya!